Welcome to Criminal Thinking Deterred with your host, Tony Moore. Here we talk about how to take responsibility for your decisions, stop hurting people, become a positive force in your community, and end the criminal thinking that deters everyone. Welcome, and welcome back to another session of Criminal Thinking Deterred. Uh, We're on part two, giving a little insight to how I got involved with Criminal Thinking Deterred and how it became um, one of the lifestyle skills of how I live my life as a person that is a recovering, re-entering offender of crime. And how I came back from the dark life that I once had, uh, living with no regards to other people and to no regards to the law and no regards to self. And as I as I found my way back through through the darkness of of the life I was living, I had to thank the jail for bringing in the program of thinking for a change, which gave me an outline on what the criminal thinking errors was all about. So as I finished that last incarceration that I talked about in my uh, part one, when my daughter walked into the prison and she just reminded me of who I supposed to be as a father, because she asked me the question, daddy, how come you can't take care of me? And I had no answer to give her. So I had to go back and ponder in the prison for the next 30, 60 days, walking around the yard, asking God, what what must I do? And plainly as I asked, he gave me the answer plainly. And he told me that unless I was able to take care of myself, there's no way he could, I could take care of the gifts that he has given me in life. So I got on a ferocious ferocious tract of renewal. I wanted to renew who I was as a man and who I was as a person so that I could become the best father I could to this little girl who was asking this profound uh, question uh, of me and asking her dad to grow up and be a tree so she can become a proper branch. So as as I went through and was blessed with the hard work of just accepting where I was, which is one of the errors in thinking, just accepting things that where they were, I was in prison and I needed to do something to get my life turned around. I needed to turn something around. So I started getting in any program I could. I started doing more positive things uh, in writing, um, getting things done that would help me become a better version of myself. As I said, I had some training in the county jail. And then once I got to prison, I had some more training in thinking for a change, um, where it enlightened me on there was a better way of thinking. 
I must have asked one of the counselors um, in the county jail. So you mean to tell me that all my thinking is the reason why I continue to offend or continue to break the law and all of those things? And she um, broke it down and she made it clear to me that it was my thinking that allowed me to even do the act. And she taught me how the thought can be anything, but the process of thought is thinking. And when you start thinking, then the action comes. And then after the action comes, the consequences of your doing whatever you thought, thinking that you should do to alleviate whatever you were think, talking about, what you had thoughts about. So as I had thoughts about crime and I thought thought about it a little bit longer, it turned into thinking. So the thinking turned into plans and the plans turned into actions. And then I end up doing things that had no business doing. So the, so the same thing could reverse if I checked my thinking and was aware of what I was thinking and how it was gonna affect me. And I played the tape all the way through, I usually got better results. And once I start practicing that and practicing that and practicing that, I put on a new mindset of what it takes to be responsible, accountable, and determined and consistent to do the things that you need to do. There were some things that, that were taught to me about those errors in thinking, which were closed channel thinking, victim stance, view self as a good person, lack of effort, lack of interest in responsible performance, lack of interest in time perspective, fear of fear, power thrusting, ownership attitude, uniqueness, concrete thinking, and criminal mass. Now, there, those are 12 of the criminal thinking errors that I use. And those are the main 12 that most counselors use uh, as I developed into my, uh, to a counselor myself and went back to school and got the master's degree. I, I learned those 12 points or those 12 errors was the main ones that I needed to address in programming and writing curriculum and working with my, with my dear friend, uh, Brian Lobig, who out of Lutheran Social Services came with the other part that helped me develop the skills to be able to present this in a class form and do, do it in a class from eight to 15 people, you can get good results with ex-offenders who are really engaged with trying to understand their thinking. Because most of our thinking is based in Whatever we whatever we were raised in, we have to check the belief system of it. Sometimes our our how we're raised, we're raised to survive. Sometimes is raised to manipulate, and you have to you have to be able to gauge that and say where is my honesty with who I am as a person and how I'm walking in somebody else's shoes. The empathy piece is really important for the criminal thinking. How, how you treat somebody, would you dare want someone to treat you the same way? And in most cases, most offenders will have a problem with that who practice errors in thinking. 
So if you if you're going through the errors in thinking and you're learning the things that I have have learned, it taught me the responsibility and due diligence that I had with my own accountability. So if I wanted to stay out of prison, the easiest way to stay out of prison is don't break the law. Sounds pretty simple. And that goes for me learning not even to litter out my car or not even to litter in the park. Even the little the little infringements of law could lead me into the big ones. So I start working with not even breaking the little ones that I could recognize and honor. And as I grew, it came much easier to just do the right thing and let the right things follow me. And as, as that happened, um, I was able to walk off probation, um, four years of probation without any incidents. Uh, my probation officer had no qualms with me because I was doing the right thing. I was looking for, looking for work, going to work, reporting on time, uh, reporting if I had any conflicts or if I had any issues, um, home visits, I was always able to do what I need to do. Didn't have to hide or be secretive. That was the main thing about the errors in thinking. It gave me the ability where I didn't have to hide or be secretive about my lifestyle or things that I was trying to do to change. And once that began to happen, um, I started to develop the other side. The, after four years, I wanted to open a clinic. I wanted to give this back to other people who I thought was still suffering because of lack of knowledge. And I wanted to be able to share that this program of all the programs that I had dealt with, AODA programs, uh, thinking programs, behavioral programs, this one seemed to work for me better as an ex-offender to get his life right. And once I got my life right with that, and I, I, I wanted to open these clinics and I was working with uh, clinics. Uh, uh, the main clinic I really wanted, was working with was Lincoln Center. Um, they had an AODA program that they let me develop from AODA prevention and didn't have to be certified or licensed for that, but I still wanted to pursue opening a clinic, so I had to get licensed. So I went and worked for a, 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 a community clinic called Genesis Behavioral, which was a very good clinic. It helped me to develop all the things that I needed to do as a clinician to understand diagnosis of individuals. And I seen a lot of the guys, because they was a corrective pro correction program. So I got a chance to see a lot of correction clients who had issues with errors in thinking. Their, their thinking just wasn't right. They had a lot of blaming, um, a lot of closed channel where they wouldn't listen to somebody, wouldn't develop from somebody, wasn't able to be open enough. Um, they viewed themselves as good people when they did bad. Uh, and I had a lot of that too, so I could be able to counter that with telling them that, you know what, we're lacking effort here from trying to be your best version. And when you go through those first four errors in thinking, they're linked together so that you can get a better sense of what is it going to take for me to be the best version of myself and reach the full potential of who I am as a person. I didn't know that at the time, but as I kept learning 
the errors and thinkings and kept teaching them. I said, well, let me go back to college. And I went back to college and I acquired uh, my first bachelor's degree. Uh, some hard, hard work, but I was I was up to it. I wanted to do it. Uh, I needed to get it done. So I accelerated it and I completed it at Springfield College uh, of Milwaukee. And once I got bitten by the education bug and seen that I could do it, I went and got the, the a master's degree in management, organization, and leadership, where that helped me understand the business side of <laughs> of, of business and cl being a clinician. And the reason why it, it it's really a funny story because I thought I was gonna sneak and do a, a easier one to get to the to the master's degree to get the uh, mental health. But I end up have to go back and take that one too. So I had two master's degrees uh, in mental health treatment to help me understand how to run a clinic. And, and it's a funny thing because God knows what you need. So he prepared me and I went on and I got those three degrees and I had already opened the clinics. So with the knowledge that I had now, I was able to come back and run the clinics more cleanly and more succinct to what I wanted to accomplish as a clinician, as a director of the agency. And as I developed the skills to run the agency, I started hiring. I started hiring people. Uh, at one time before COVID, we had 16 individuals working under my supervision uh, in three different counties that I opened um, three different agencies, Racine and Elkhorn, and, and it was a, a wonderful experience. Uh, when you step in, one of our errors in thinking is fear of fear. When you learn to step through your fear and, uh, and attack your fear, almost all things are, are, are accomplished. You can accomplish great things if you step through your own inadequacies and get past your own fear and just try it. Then you find out that it wasn't so bad. I was on like Don Knox when you're thinking about, I'm going to open up another clinic in Racine or open another clinic in, in Elkhorn and run them all and get the, get the staff to do, to do whatever they need to do, follow state regs and don't have no violations and all of those kind of things, do the forms and triple it. It's, it's triple everything work when you got three clinics and you're a supervisor. But knowing the criminal thinking errors, the criminal thinking errors helped me to develop my social, my network skills, my, I was afraid to talk to POs because I was once on supervision. So I don't wanna to talk to no supervision. I don't wanna to talk to no PO on supervision or anything because they seemed like they had more power than me. So I had to learn that I was a person just like them and I was trying to help just like them. I had to come to terms with that and lose that fear of just being an ex-offender and not having the same voice as a, a, a probation agent. So now uh, COVID comes and when COVID came, uh, I had to cut back uh, the finances was getting cut back. So being a good business person, you have to 
either merge or you have to do some things to downsize to get yourself in, in a position to make it through hard times. And I had to hunker down uh, and just keep the Kenosha agency open. And I was able to keep it open through through COVID, was able to continue some, some of the programming all the way through COVID using masks, using social distancing and all of the things that was necessary only because I knew I had to think better. And again, I, I contribute that to my errors in thinking training that it made me, help me to be able to think better so that I could catch things before they became problems. Because one of the big things about errors in thinking, the big thing is solving problems. We call it problem solving. And once you get to the point where you be able to analytically evaluate and solve these problems, it comes lesser and you can move and do multiple things while you're solving one problem on one hand, you can still go do whatever you need to do with school. You may have a problem at home. You may have a problem at your, your part-time job. You can do all of those things, but take care of your primary things that's making things work and keep that going. So I, I contribute that to uh, all of my training that the, the errors in thinking allowed me to have. And as I go through the, the podcast and I start explaining to you how these errors in thinking break down to so that you can use it, you too will be able to take the 12 errors in thinking, pick from them and say, you know what? My lack of effort and responsible performance. So what that truly means is I can't be lacking effort and not accountable when my responsible performance is necessary. Being a dad, that's one, one thing. Being a responsible dad, saying to yourself, I need to be a responsible dad to my children, to my to my loved ones, to my wife. What does that mean? That means you can't lack effort in doing it. You may have to get some education from some other dads. You may have to do some things that are going to benefit you to, to grow up and be more of a man than you've ever been. Uh, or you got power thrusting. Power thrusting is it borderlines on, on control. Uh, having so much control over every situation that when you get when you lose control, little bits of control, someone wants to, to do what they want to do, you fall all out of sorts and you want to lash out. Um, happens in relationships with men and women, you know, or you got uniqueness. Uniqueness is an area in thinking. Well, you get so unique, nobody can tell you anything. It can affect your life totally where nobody can tell you anything and no, and only people can only give you as much as that you'll let them give. So your uniqueness, uniqueness is affecting every area of your life and it's causing you to point fingers at other people, whereas because of other people, I can't be successful. Well, exactly because of your perception, you can't be, be successful. So now you gotta, you got to go back and you, you think about the five five deterrents, which the criminal thinking is deterred is, is based in. And th those five deterrents are major with your 12 components of errors in thinking. Your five, your five goals like this, stop and think of the immediate consequences. Deterrent number one. Deterrent number two, stop and think who gets hurt. The reasoning process where you kick in and you start thinking, who's going to get hurt in this scenario? It's again, it's like playing the tape all the way through. Number three, 
is plan ahead, think ahead, make another choice. You got to have a plan to alleviate high stressful or high risk situations when they come about. What's your plan? What you have? Do you have a phone? You you call somebody? Do you do you walk away? Some something that you have pre thought about or pre pre ordered so that when it happens, you have a better way of getting out of a situation with your friends or whoever. And number four is a big one for spiritual people and faith faith people. Examination of conscience, take a more inventory daily. Examination of your conscience, take a more inventory daily. And after after you play play that tape through, you get to the point where, you know what? You made a decision, good decision, best decision, evidence-based decision, and you say, I'm not going to dwell on it. I'm just going to keep doing the next right thing going to be uncomfortable because you haven't been doing the right things a long time in your life. So as you start practicing, it's going to be uncomfortable for you to be able to do that. But as you do it more and more, as with anything, it gets you to the to the point of doing the right things that keep you out of prison. Again, this, this is designed for people who are reintegrating into society or in society and you come from a criminal background and you want to do better and you want to change. So now you get a chance to use some different thought processes so that you can develop a new mindset, a new way of living. Very important, very important to know. The reason why I, I, I vouch so highly for this program and, and this way of living and teaching is prior to my criminal thinking deterred experience. I did 18 years, five incarcerations. Not, I'm, I'm not the sharpest knife in the, in the box, but I'm not the dumbest. I, I know how to do time. I know how to get out of time. As you could tell, I did five incarcerations and I've been in jail for quite a few things. So once I, once I got this programming and was fed up enough to just grow and learn something different, this program added added to my life, and for the last 27 years, I have not been back to prison only to share, only to give, only to help, and only to add hope to other folks in their life. That's how important this program is. And since I was able to give it to other people, I have watched literally hundreds of other men change your life because of this program in the Kenosha Racine area, Walworth, Walworth County area that I have been able to give this message to and watch them change in their life. So as, as they change and they still meet with me, they still come and we still share, thank you, how you doing? You know, it's just been a blessing that we all can come together and add how the experience of criminal thinking deterred has really added flavor to all of our life and made us better dads, better workers, better community members, and better productive members of society as we change with the knowledge of the criminal thinking deterred. I'd like to thank you for listening. Uh, if there's any, any questions, listen to the, to, to our message at the end and get the, get the addresses. Uh, please contact me.
be glad to share any of the information that we have. Thank you very much. You've been listening to Criminal Thinking Deterred with Tony Moore. Visit our website, www.criminalthinking.net. Follow Criminal Thinking on Facebook and Instagram. Also, listen, follow, and download Criminal Thinking Deterred on the major podcast channels. Thank you and have a productive day.